0: to face, hand-to-hand, film-to-film. I don't believe in witchcraft, but I do believe in aliens. Welcome to the Film to Film podcast. My name is James Shergan. I am here with my good friend and Liniero to talk about uh, a crazy Hong Kong movie called The Seventh Curse. How are you doing, Inyaki?
1: Doing pretty well, doing pretty well, uh, you know, uh, just taking in uh, the... Synthesizing uh, what we we watch together from yeah. afar.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is one of those films that for me is a one of one. I've never seen anything quite like it, and it's one that I saw it. Um, I think about a year ago, and it was immediately like. I wish I saw this film with my friend Inyaki, and uh, we could have enjoyed it together. Uh, sadly, we still did not get to enjoy it together, but uh, we both got to watch it this past week, and now we're going to talk about it. So, um, Inyaki, uh, before I get into the uh, synopsis and all the background information on the Seventh Curse, uh, what did you think of this film?
1: Is highly enjoyable. yeah highly enjoyable. <laughs> uh, a little bit disturbing, and. Uh, I don't want to use the word deri- derivative, but uh, like a Tarantino film, it borrowed a lot. A yeah.
0: lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's almost fun to just to pull out the different references here. And they're not very... A lot of them are pretty obvious references, too. Uh, I mean, I'll name some here. You can chime in with what you got, too. I mean, you got Indiana Jones with The Rock. You got... Uh, almost american werewolf in london with like the transformation got a little bit of evil dead sprinkles in there even got a little bit of fulci i know you haven't seen the big gore fulci fest but like he's known for like his maggots and his practical effects and stuff like that Uh, a little bit of alien a little bit of martial arts uh and some buddy movies Uh, i'm sure i missed about 10 of these Uh, anything any any other things that i missed there
1: well i was gonna actually say two indiana jones uh to me actually that i feel like the biggest the the biggest reference in in this film uh is uh indiana jones temple of doom i think mm. uh this is uh the crazy version of that um to to many elements actually uh i mean yeah i could i could go go on a little bit more if you want me to but uh Depends. Yeah,
0: yeah, uh, but I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen the Indiana Jones films. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the uh, rock falling towards them—that's from Raiders of the Lost Ark, correct? Correct.
1: Yeah. So okay, uh, imagery that imagery that that's yeah, the, you you definitely have that. And when I seen that, I'm assuming we're talking going to talk more in detail later. And that's definitely like lifted from um, the first Indiana Jones. Um, however. Uh, the reason why uh, Temple of Doom screams out at me more is actually the overall plot structure, mm. but uh, to, to a crazier level again. Um,
0: uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, Indiana Jones was not, uh, did not have to use a grappling gun to fight up a Buddhist statue. Uh, with no. Buddhist monks randomly appearing, but uh, but yes, <laughs> but please continue. Sorry, no, 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 no that's
1: fine. Well, I, I was gonna say like, but you have some crazy uh, some crazy elements. I mean, okay, uh, I'm gonna develop this thought a little bit. Um, just give me like maybe a minute to develop this thought and why I think uh, Temple of Doom is the most uh, inspired. So uh, Temple of Doom, just to give a background on Temple of Doom, uh, unlike the first Indiana Jones. Um, I'm just I just blanked on the name. Uh Raiders. Raiders. Unlike Raiders. Temple of Doom, uh it was uh uh Lucas and Spielberg's take on James Bond. They really wanted to make a James Bond movie, but they couldn't because uh they already had they have this Indiana Jones franchise. So if you, if you Temple of Doom, which is considered the second worst Indiana Jones, uh basically begins with uh Indiana Jones, like, wearing a tuxedo, doing swab things. And then, you know, shit happens and ends up in the jungle in India, where you have a tribe doing mystical shit and Hmm. dance in distress. This is where you have, you know, shirt round and all that stuff. Uh, And it's actually, uh, when you look at uh, all the Indiana Jones, uh, Temple of Doom is actually probably the goriest of the Indiana Jones. So you got mm. the suave Indiana Jones, which you do not have in any of the other ones. Uh, you have more gore. You have this tribe or sort of ritualistic uh, elements. And, you know, uh, the children part, not so much. And, I mean, Indiana Jones had, you know, the slave children, but you do also have the elements of people who can be under the control of the head. Uh, wizard or whatever we want to call it so many elements of Hmm. this movie are actually i i believe are lifted from uh temple of doom and the temple of doom i mean like when folks yeah Uh,
0: i mean the timeline adds up to uh temple of doom released 1984 this film 1986 so uh yeah yeah. It seems like right in the uh, time when you would have uh, kind of, uh, uh, I don't know, <laughs> no, inspiration. Yeah,
1: yeah exactly. And, and, I, and I do think that it was heavily inspired. I don't want to say that, uh, again, I don't want to say it's derivative, but heavily inspired and... Again, right. take well, a-
0: I mean, this this film takes very shamelessly from its sources. Yeah, I mean, I, I personally don't mind that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I kind of love that it's just tossing everything against the wall uh, in something like this. Uh, so, yeah, and, I mean, I don't think it's uh, – I, I don't think you're uh, besmirching the film to say that it is at least uh, heavily inspired by Indiana Jones, specifically Temple of Doom. Yeah. Um, it's been a long time since I've seen that film, so it didn't immediately come to mind. mind. But from what you're describing, it sounds uh, pretty – pretty exact
1: i mean that that was my favorite uh indiana jones when i was a kid weirdly enough Mm. like i know everyone loves you know raiders raiders or uh, last crusades but this one was the one that i would that i loved the most because it had because it had all the elements james a little bit of james bond a little bit of stuff some magic some fucked up stuff i mean so yeah yeah
0: what Speaking of which, what do you think uh, uh, young Iñaki would have thought of this film when he was growing up? Do you think he would have liked this film?
1: No, because uh, this one feel, this one is... This one has too many horror elements. So, mm. child Iñaki did not like horror, to the point that, you know, uh, Ghostbusters would be scary. Uh-huh. Uh, Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom, had actually lots of fucked up elements, like I, I mean, it had, you know, a man literally reaping hearts of people using his magic and then making the turning them into like zombie slaves. But for some reason that didn't register to me as horror.
0: Yeah. Well, it, it's sanitized in a very Spielbergian way, uh, in a way that this film is probably not.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, poster, uh, Poltergeist is sanitized in a Spielbergian way, and that one yeah. scared the crap out of me.
0: Sure, sure. I mean, that's true. That's true. Uh, But I do feel like it's a bit of an oddity in uh, Spielberg's catalog. I mean, that one is not even technically directed by Spielberg, but uh, it is. It is. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Well, anyways, uh, back to this film. Uh, It is directed by Lam Gaikai, who uh, is part of that very famous uh, Cantonese baby boomer generation that is responsible for a lot of the great films to come out of Hong Kong in the 80s and 90s. Uh, he's a guy that basically only directed films for about 10 years. Uh, he originally got his start as the cinematographer for Shaw Brothers. Uh, and so, I mean, I'll explain this to you, and Yaki as well as to some of our audience uh, that may not be as familiar with Hong Kong cinema. Shaw Brothers, kind of the preeminent studio in the 60s and the 70s, had a big set, uh, lots of martial arts films and stuff coming out of that. His background was more in the cinematography and, and background aspects of it eventually uh, kind of got his start directing, but started directing right when Shaw Brothers uh, was basically dying and and falling off. So this film uh, is a Golden Harvest film, which is kind of Shaw Brothers' rival, uh, and it's just about when Shaw Brothers was stopping all production on their film. And so a lot of the people in this film are kind of like Shaw Brothers uh, alumni, people that were in uh, different Shaw Brothers films, specifically in kind of those more, uh, those scenes set in Hong Kong. uh, We have... uh, the author telling the story is Ni Kuang, who is actually the author of a book of serials who are based off of, like, um, Wisely and uh, the other character in this film. So basically it's based off of source material uh, with the two main characters, the two male main characters uh, kind of traversing to different adventures and stuff like that. I'm not super familiar with those, but uh, he was a very, very prolific writer. He had over 400 film credits to his name. So he is actually the guy talking as if he wrote the book Uh, because he did write the book so he's kind of that guy surrounded with a bunch of like uh, women that's uh, describing that stuff Um, and there's a bunch of other hong kong directors that make cameos in those scenes as well and then in that first uh, fight scene where we have uh, kind of the fight in the hospital um, we have uh, we have a lot of the Shaw brothers people uh, kind of in there too uh, but this film uh, just kind of has everyone in it, too. It's got Maggie Chung and Chow Yun-Fat, who are two huge international stars uh, that came out of Hong Kong uh, and came to Hollywood in the 90s. Um, so it has uh, a lot of people for people that are familiar with Hong Kong cinema. Of course, Chow Yun-Fat, uh, famous for the John Woo films, as well as stuff like Karachi Tiger. Uh, Maggie Chung for the Wong Kar Wai films Um, so yeah it's it's a fun film to see uh, because it doesn't star those people in like the lead lead roles but they are kind of in the background uh, to give people uh, some interest Uh, did you recognize any of those faces uh, like Chow Yun-Fat or Maggie Chung specifically No. no okay well you're not as familiar with Hong Kong cinema as I am so that is totally fine um, yeah, the lead of this film is actually Chin Tzu Ho, who is uh, not really usually the leading man, he's usually a supporting role in a lot of his films uh, probably most well known for being the lead in Mr. Vampire, which I do believe that we did watch together at one point um, the hopping vampires uh, yeah. going around, so uh, yeah he's uh, he's here. Uh, so what did you think of uh, I don't know, what did you think of Chin Tzu Ho and, and the cast? Uh,
1: I mean, I think I thought it was it's pretty good. Uh, I I I think that the film uh, was sort of directed in a lighthearted way, like nothing was taken too seriously, and uh, and, and that's not a criticism. Like that actually made it sort of fun. Uh, I mean, his character is the most serious, but I mean even he is very goofy, and the actor does a really good job at uh, a sort of portraying that goofiness of it. You know, uh, uh, because I mean, literally, it, it's. I mean, they, they take everything t- take everything to the extreme, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, he, he basically plays young, horny Indiana Jones that uh, is like <laughs> kind of wandering around. Uh, well, he's basically trying to break this curse. Anyways, I should get back to the synopsis of this film because I still have not done that. Uh, so the synopsis from INDB was so bad uh, that I just decided to skip over it. So this is from wikipedia i believe um dr Yuan attempts to rescue a beautiful girl from being sacrificed to the warm tribe she belongs to Yuan is damned with seven blood curses which burst through his leg periodically he'll die when the seventh bursts but betsy the girl he saved stops the curse with an antidote Uh, (laughs) not the best synopsis but uh i don't know it's like halfway there i mean how would
1: you like
0: i mean this film the plot is unimportant. This is not a film for the Nathaniels of the world. Uh, so, for me, I guess the plot doesn't really matter. For me, this film is mostly just fun, as just a bunch of uh, sequences pushed together, um, with basically the adventure of trying to get rid of this curse. But they have to do a bunch of tasks along the way.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think you you're sort of hitting to the, like at the nail uh, of this. I mean. No, I'm just thinking more like when writing a summary, you know, you could make it just simplify it as saying basically. Check uh, what was the name of the main character? I'm.
0: Um, uh Doctor Yuan.
1: Yeah. Uh, so Doctor Doctor Yuan uh, uh, learns that he's affected by this uh, seven-day curse, and he has to fly fly to Thailand to you know to cure himself of it. Period. It, done. You know, yeah. like
0: it, it, yeah that's more or less it yeah yeah
1: uh, I mean you if, if you go into the details this movie has so many twists and turns that they uh... it, it,
0: it could get very convoluted or very simple depending on how you want to describe it I mean once you start getting into the nitty-gritty of the worm, tri- worm tribe and the demon child and stuff like that you know you you've gone a step too far as far as these synopses go
1: yeah that's why that's why I'm I, I, I'm, I'm for I'm for you know simple just truthful synopses, and i mean that's yeah the uh, crux of especially it especially
0: for, for for this film especially um yeah uh so yeah i mean uh hong kong is cinema is probably most well known for its cop in its martial arts films and while there are martial arts in this film it's i would say most dominantly at least more of a horror effort and while hong kong did make horror films it it's not really those aren't really as well known so i did want to kind of uh, bring attention to these sorts of films uh, on the podcast too, uh, just because they are a little bit underrepresented. And I mean, for me at least, uh, this film is not very scary. Uh, I probably would have found it scary as a kid, but not not very scary. I don't think very many Hong Kong horror films are actually very scary, but many of them are uh, very very fun, at least for me. Uh, any thoughts on I don't know Hong Kong horror that you've seen, or did you find this so th- thoughts on the scary level?
1: I it's interesting because. Um I think I might have seen the uh, certain scenes from this movie mm-hmm. uh, I'm just like there was a, there was a show and uh, when I when I was growing up there was a show of people that sort of watch movies while talking through it and that was the entire show uh, I mean, it was a copy of the American version of it, which I don't know, do not remember the name of the American show. But anyways, this is people watching movies that are either bad or low budget, and they talk through it. And, uh, and I remember one time they just, instead of watching a movie, they were watching just clips of movies. And I'm pretty sure the, the, the scene where, uh, like one of the scenes that is a ripoff of Alien, not alien Mm. pretty sure i saw i had seen that clip when 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 i was younger um i mean those scenes alone just because of the the subject matter are scary i mean the the scene where you know like where, where when uh the doctor the the head doctor is you know is killed by by having the maggots you know turning him like whatever like, that's pretty fucking... That, that's scary. Uh...
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. this film has a lot of horror elements, even though I wouldn't personally call it scary scary. It, it's goopy. Uh, there's stuff coming out of other stuff that it shouldn't be coming out of. It's pretty gross at times. Like, the make-its, I find to be pretty disgusting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like, I wouldn't want to be around the, the, the set at that time. So, um, yeah, I mean, guy guy had his background in sort of, like, cinematography and special effects, and I, I do think it does show on uh, some of these things
1: yeah i mean i I, th- I personally think that there there are uh i mean it is one of those that is similar to predator in a way where you know you, you got uh, it's a mix between horror and, uh, and action but i mean uh i bet i i would assume that this is going to hit some people like uh, like as a horror it's going to scare some people like, probably not most people but it's going to scare some people
0: yeah if you're not especially if you don't watch a lot of horror too i mean i think if you watch enough of these horror films too you kind of become a little i don't it's it's a little bit harder to scare you we'll put it that way and i think you and i have both seen enough horror films that this probably doesn't pass that threshold but i do agree for some people this could be tense and kind of scary Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah, uh, I mean, like a lot of Hong Kong films at this time, uh, and I think in some ways this is kind of the ultimate experience, even though it is really a one-for-one, one, is it does combine all kinds of different genres and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, it sounds weird to call this like a martial arts horror film, but it is. Uh, they have a lot of fighting. There's a lot of stunts. There's even like a lot of car and gun stunts in, in this film, uh, which you wouldn't think all of these things should be in the same film together. But somehow for me, uh, at least it does work, uh, did you have um, how did you well let's let's just go through with some of these things. How did you find uh, kind of the, the actual hand-to-hand fights?
1: Uh, they were good. Uh, they were fun, dynamic. Uh, I I also do like how um, they were set up, or uh, like the set pieces were well. They they were well well set up, and some at some moments surprising. However, none of them stood out too much to me uh, for me, except for uh, the Buddha fight.
0: Yes, the Buddha fight. Uh, uh, that that's one of my favorite sequences. Uh, that doesn't involve uh, the demon child.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's. Uh, besides the Buddha fight, like all of the other ones, were, are are good, uh, are you know are at the level of, of what you would expect from a Hong Kong film. But they're not like you know the they're not they don't go beyond that
0: yeah this scene this film has so many scenes that are worth talking about but yeah I mean I, I do tend I think I agree the martial arts the fight scenes are good like when Dick way uh breaks in and he's got to fight with like his little uh, instruments that he has in his home and they're breaking all the glass that's just like classic hong kong material but they did a lot of that i mean we brought on royal warriors earlier this year to this podcast and that film really kicks ass at a lot of these sequences and i don't think this film ever quite rises to those levels uh but yeah let's talk about the buddha uh, scene though because I, th- I think that one's a. Uh, uh, I think of all of the hand-to-hand martial arts scenes i, I do think that's the one most worth talking about mm-hmm. um how did, how did you find that scene? I mean it's great
1: uh, choreography is uh, super interesting it's, it's very unique having uh, you know this uh, monks sort of like just holding on to ropes and going around and just uh, kicking our protagonists uh, while you know the, while our protagonists are trying to climb a, a, a very flimsy but giant statue um, so it, it, it's it's, it's just, it's fun uh, because of the rope situation. I mean, you don't even know how many monks there are. They just keep on coming and just swinging by. They sort of come from above, below, one side, the other. And I do love the uh, sound editing uh, of the scene too, where you just keep on hearing the, uh, the tension of the ropes as they're just being swung by. Uh, it, it, it's just, it's a very uh, well-made and dynamic scene uh yeah and you know where where anyone can die because i mean except for the main character i i, I even thought that uh the, the black, dragon, black dragon yeah yeah i even thought that black dragon could die and um you know uh, and at the same time i mean the this monks i mean they came out of nowhere too uh it, it, it's, just, it's just yeah it's, it was surprising it was unexpected It was very interesting the choreography in general uh just very dynamic uh, and uh, you know lots of kinetic energy in in it great sound effects and uh, the stakes were high
0: yeah i mean i think it's wonderful staging it's the only fight scene i can think of that's quite like it too and i think it looks like it hurts too it's just like everything is like a hard surface or at least it's supposed to be a hard surface so when people are like bouncing around and hitting stuff and like landing and stuff it looks dangerous, and it looks scary. And the Buddha statue is legitimately massive. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure uh, they staged stuff, but I'm sure some people actually probably did get a little bit hurt uh, in the filming of that, too. I also really like um, the lighting and stuff. It's, like, unusually kind of moody, and you just kind of like, the light coming in from above uh, on the scene, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the the funny thing, the point Nathaniel would make is this is, like, the second time in the movie that Dick Way just has a whole... Uh, who, Dick Way who plays uh, Black Dragon, who is named dick way uh <laughs> which is kind of a funny name but uh he is uh mostly known for playing villains in films so this is like a rare uh good guy part for him but it's the second time in the film where they have a the whole fight scene choreographed and they do it and in the end he's just like wait we just want to get this one thing we're actually good guys and then uh and then they actually just resolve uh, their issues of talking even after they have this like whole fight and stuff but, oh yeah uh, the yeah. fight is. The fight is wonderful, um, so I, I love it. I'm here for it. But uh, yeah, it is kind of funny how they have to fight these monks, and then at the end they're just like, "Wait, we just want this. We're doing it for good uh, to fight these curses." And they're like, "Oh, cool." Yeah, go no, it, it is hilarious. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I
1: mean, I, I did laugh out loud when that happened because, it, like, it is. It wasn't even like you know making a compelling argument. It's literally we're gonna use it for good. Oh, okay, there you go. Um, Although, I mean, the monks themselves, uh, I mean, in a way, uh, plot-wise, plot w- what's kind of interesting, is, because, I mean, it, this movie, when it comes to the martial arts, it is fun because they come out of nowhere. Like, the, almost most of the martial, art, martial art, art fight scenes, they literally feel like it, it came out of nowhere. Just like, all of a sudden, you're like looking to the side and then a thousand people come in. And when it came to the, these monks... It's not just a thousand people but it's a bunch of monks and are they human or either like spirits you know like we don't know i mean i don't i don't think they're uh, like and yeah. I, and that sort of also added like a little bit of that uh
0: yeah, I mean, this whole film has so many like, what the fuck is happening moments. I mean, like, I, I have this the the sequence going on in the background, just so I can help describe it too. It's like, and then they like really roughly chop off the eyes of the statue, and all of a sudden it starts spewing out just like this red Gatorade looking substance all over them. It's like, what is that? I, I don't know. And then they're getting chased uh, by the head.
1: Yeah, you you don't even know where this scene is gonna go because I mean, when, when actually the, the that part where in there there were like like getting the uh, actually taking out the eyes of the statue you see the statue moving i thought you know this movie has been using stop motion it's been using you know all these little elements i wouldn't be surprised if that that buddha is going to get up
0: yeah and it, like become animated into like a fighting statue
1: yeah or, or something like that uh and and instead uh no it, it didn't get up uh it just spewed blood or gatorade um but I, I, I think that, again, go, going back to it, like, this movie's fun because you don't know what the fuck is going to happen next. Like, it, it really, is, that's why I cannot say it's derivative because it really lifts up a bunch of, uh, like, you know, it's heavily inspired by a bunch of shit that came out, like, right before it.
0: Yeah. But you don't it, know what
1: the fuck's happening.
0: Yeah. In many ways, it is very inspired and derivative. I'll go ahead and say that, but it's also totally a one-of-one, where it's like, you don't know where the hell it's going to go. You don't know where it's going to pull in its next reference from, and in that sense, the film is just kind of a bundle of fun uh, there. So, yeah, I love the Buddha sequence. I think, I don't know if it's my top sequence of the film, but it's definitely in my top two or three, uh, and definitely uh, kind of the best uh, fighting one. And I think Dick Wei and Chin Su Ho, who are the martial arts performance there, uh, are both very good athletes and very uh kind of talented at what they're doing and it's it's just a very fun fight yeah um, i agree yeah uh there are also a number of gun and car stunts uh car things in this film many of which look quite dangerous did you have uh it, notably uh there's one where a jeep goes flying and there's definitely a stunt man that gets taken the hell out uh do you know what i'm talking about
1: uh this is when uh they arrive onto the 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 tribes built village Where, um, they, they go basically like they're just flooring the jeep into the village and then you know yeah yeah
0: it like comes off a hill yeah and like all the people just go dispersing and yeah. there's definitely like a guy that just like gets hit square on and literally just goes flying
1: but is it a guy or is it a dummy
0: Oh, it's definitely a guy I, i've watched it a few times it's definitely oh, man. I, I, I i probably need to see it again uh, yeah yeah it's about at uh 56 minutes in um and there's just like uh they just go right through this village and uh <laughs> and and it definitely looks like somebody got hurt on this thing uh but yeah any thoughts on the there's another uh dangerous one where uh, it looks like there's a bunch of people on top of the car and they're like kind of driving through this like flaming village and stuff yeah like yeah that. when they're that escaping looked, uh, yeah yeah that's earlier on in the film uh when they unsuccessfully uh, escape uh yeah any thoughts on uh, some of the ridiculous non-fighting stunt work here
1: i mean uh they both look really dangerous i mean i, I definitely took notes on the on the escaping one especially because the, the car sort of tips over and there is a bunch of people on top of it the, the escape attempt uh, they're not only on top of it but they're like shoving like sticks I- into into the like, main cabin of the car and all that and I mean granted the sticks are probably not sharp however they're still shoving a bunch of long sticks into a car that is being driven by a person so I'm assuming they're probably accidentally hitting that person many times <laughs> especially when the yeah. car is tipping over um yeah uh i'm curious i'm I'm curious how many people got hurt i know that hong kong is known to in in that in that period it it was known to you know have people get really badly hurt to a questionable standard and um i am glad that they don't do those things anymore but i'm also glad that we have this in the register so we can enjoy it
0: yeah uh, one thing I learned, actually, listening listened to another podcast um, about this film. Let me think. What podcast was that? Um, I think it was uh, – let me think on that, actually. Uh, uh, but apparently the standard when it comes to stunts like that where someone actually accidentally gets hit and gets seriously hurt and they end up in the hospital, uh, the standard is to use that cut uh, if it's usable uh, just so it they, got, they didn't get injured for nothing. In so Hong I Kong, thought that or... was kind of interesting. In, in the um, States. I think that's kind of like stuntman code in general, actually. Oh. So I, I didn't know that, so I, I found that to be fairly interesting uh, just because, you know, I could see it both ways where it's like if someone like gets maimed from a stunt, uh, then you would think that maybe they wouldn't want to do that because of someone actually getting hurt, but actually the code is the opposite. I mean,
1: I, I, I'm assuming that if the person dies, they don't use it because, you know, that would be a poor taste. Uh, that
0: that might be true, uh, yeah. But
1: but yeah, if, 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 if the if the, my my I always thought that uh, I mean first of all like, I I from, uh like, I, mean you know, I you know I watch uh, some episodes of uh, this YouTube ch- show called VF, VFX Artists React, uh, but they also like invite uh, stunt doubles to Luke watch movies, and from what I got, uh, gathered on on that stuff is that it's not so much that they will always take the scene where the stunt double gets hurt they will take that whatever because I mean it is actually part of the job or not part of the job but it is a, a common risk that the stunt double will get hurt even in modern movies I mean it's you know just minimizing how much they get hurt uh, mm-hmm. my but, but yeah my understanding is is it's not that they take the, the scene that they get hurt. Uh, it's more that uh, they take whatever was the best scene. So sometimes the best scene is the scene that they got hurt. Sometimes actually that's a shit scene because, you know, them getting hurt actually ruined the scene. So obviously they're not mm. going to use that. Um, but, um, but yeah, uh, it, it makes sense what you're saying. I mean, you, you kind of reminded me of the. Uh, I mean, this is a silly scene, completely unrelated to stunt doubles. Uh, Lord of the Rings, I think uh, it's a Fellowship of the Ring. Uh, there's a scene where... Um, uh, Igor M- Mortensen, I think is the name. You know, the guy who, play, uh, who plays... Um, Aragorn. Huh? Aragorn. Aragorn, yeah. Uh, there's a scene where like something happened, he's like really frustrated, and he kicks uh, a helmet that is on the floor and then screams uh out of frustration so apparently what happened in real life, like he killed kicked the the helmet like he's supposed to but the helmets are actually was they were really sturdy and made out of actual like you know iron and shit and he broke his foot oh shit <laughs> and yes he screams and you know goes down and that's the scene that they used, because the scream was so belie- believable. <laughs> and then they realized, oh, shit, he broke his foot. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, again, you use whatever is the best scene, or the yeah, best yeah. take.
0: Makes sense. All right, we're going to switch gears here. Yes. Uh, are you team Demon Child or team old ancestor of Skeleton?
1: Neither. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: no? Uh, I mean, the Demon Child had some silly-ass sounds that annoyed the crap out of me
0: i i love them uh um, <laughs> like the jumping sounds yeah sounds just like someone jumping on like a bunch of lettuce or something <laughs> um and i mean if we're talking about
1: deri- derivative uh i mean the, the skeleton once it, it has the body of a xenomorph i mean that um that took it a little <laughs> bit too far i was like okay okay like <laughs>
0: No. that's what took it too far oh, I kind of love it uh,
1: <laughs> this is a cheap version of a xenomorph
0: <laughs> yeah I mean the skeleton looks like I don't I'm not going to say it's the exact same one that they had in Infernal but it doesn't look that much better uh, than the one from uh, Dario Argento's Infernal uh, but I, I, I think it's very inspired just the way it, they use it in the film like they actually have a pretty decent I, I'd say fight between that and our uh, hero Dr. Yun.
1: I, I think uh, the skeleton is great uh, personally, I mean, doing skeleton work is—I mean, I don't know any of this, right? Like, but I must, like, generally speaking, uh, there was with the skeleton you could see that there was puppetry in some moments. Uh, some moments yeah. it was a guy in a suit, uh, and I think uh, maybe a few moments they used stop motion. And I thought all three of those were they actually looked really cool. Uh I, I'm actually a big fan of skeletons in general, especially in older movies, because if you do it right, uh which I think this movie was very close to doing it right, uh it can look very uh scary. I mean, again, it is they also do look silly. Uh yeah. but I, I, I do think there, there is something to it, uh, especially in, in the skeleton I thought the design of you know what was what it was wearing and all that stuff was actually pretty cool and uh, I mean if we're comp- comparing it with Inferno uh, I'm sorry you no know, inferno was crap. it was just like a guy on a fucking rubber suit.
0: Yeah. Uh, well they don't, they don't use the skeleton in Inferno like they do uh the skeleton in this film.
1: Right, but but actually in Inferno they the skeleton could have been much better because uh, as you just said it, they don't use it the same way. So they could have actually yeah. used a a solid puppet with, you know, sleight of hands and things like that and they didn't here instead yeah. uh they they really did a whole bunch of stuff. So to me going from that skeleton to the you know, the, your your uh, cheap version of a Xenomorph, um, I actually prefer the skeleton. I mean, granted, you couldn't have... Interesting. Okay. You, you couldn't have the choreography that uh, you had with the man in the suit, in the Xenomorph suit. But, I mean, that Xenomorph suit was still really stiff. So it's not like you were having yeah, yeah. great chore- choreography either.
0: Yeah, I actually like the transformation oh, into a yeah. xenophorph quite a bit. Uh, but the skeleton, uh, I like the way that it moves, and especially when it does like its really strange motion, and it just starts chomping down on the back of the guy, guy's neck. I thought that was like, I was like, what the fuck? I thought that was really <laughs> great. Uh, where it's just like eating the guy and you just have like the back of his neck spilling out. It's just like some really fun um, practical effects and stuff going on. Uh, yeah. It's like you just don't expect a skeleton to all of a sudden start like eating someone uh, right in front of you I, uh, I agree yeah, yeah. Um, so y- did you not care for the demon child then I mean the demon <laughs> the demon
1: child was <laughs> funny uh, I mean it, it, that was a pretty good mix of like uh, I think they, they were it was probably composited to have it flying and all that uh, but uh, I mean it was funny it, it was a funny element but it was just kind of disturbing
0: yeah, I mean, dude, they had to sacrifice 100 children to get that. I mean, I think there might have been, like, some uh, some lying there. I think it might be a little bit like the uh, Chinese demographic data. You just don't totally trust it 100%. That That is 100 kids to, to make that demon baby. But uh, for me, at least, uh, the moment that the demon baby comes into the film, uh, I'm mostly into the film at that point, and then the demon baby just appears out of the guy's cave. And I'm just like, what the fuck? And I'm just in all the way uh for this film pretty much from that moment all the way to the end
1: I, you know what yeah i, I agree i mean <laughs> yeah. the, the demon child is probably one of the more more uh, one of the most unique elements of this film
0: yeah well i mean especially because it just as you as you pointed out in the past like this film just has like this incredible kinetic energy in its fights and stuff like that and i think everything in this film just contributes to that uh including like the car stunts we talked about and especially like the skeleton and the demon child. The demon child's just like flying all over the place. Uh, I'm sure they're using like strings and stuff to move it and stuff. And I just love how everything just moves super super fast. Uh, and it just has—I uh, don't know—it just feels uh, a lot of fun. Just the whole pace of this film.
1: Mm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think. Uh, I think. Yeah, to me, the worst is the xenomorph. To be honest, not now that, not, not that we've been dis- discussed the three main creatures.
0: Okay. Yeah, I I didn't think to separate the Xenomorph and the skeleton, but if if we want to go that way, uh I think I agree. I mean, I think there's a reason why they're putting it in the shadows uh so much. Uh yeah, I mean, I still enjoy the Xenomorph. I I like the transformation in particular, but Oh yeah. uh yeah, I mean, the Demon Child and the skeleton are, are pretty great.
1: Yeah, I mean, when when it comes to the transformation actually, they did a great job uh, uh you know, be, be with yeah, they did a great job with the transformation. It is just uh it transformed into something lame
0: yeah yeah i mean it went from the kung fu skeleton to i don't know yeah like a b-rate like kind of cross between like a japanese kaiju movie and a xenomorph yeah like clearly a guy in a suit but you know it's fine (laughs) yeah yeah um Cool. Well, uh, other things that uh, stood out to you uh, in this film? I think we talked about a bunch of my favorite stuff already. I mean, so
1: so one thing that stood out to me is perhaps like uh, one of the fight scenes that came out of nowhere. Uh, it stood out to me just because it, came, it literally came out of nowhere, uh, which was uh, when... Uh, the main guy uh, meets up with uh, Black Dragon in Thailand, and then all of a sudden, like they just like meet up. It's just very quiet, and out of nowhere, just all these fucking like martial artists just break in from every single wall. And I thought it was just pretty hilarious.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like at uh, one moment he says, "Ah, oh, yeah, they teamed up with the Bangkok mafia and, or Bangkok underworld," and then about five seconds later the entire bangkok underworld breaks into the same building yeah and
1: but i also love how uh the um, the reporter she just comes in with her machine gun and just like kills everyone in one go
0: yeah and then just cuts yeah yeah i mean this film has a lot of fun with uh uh, a lot of its guns too yeah especially for a non-american film
1: what do you mean by that
0: oh just the sense that i don't know guns it's in like royal warriors for instance they like do a bunch of they have to do like a whole fight sequence in order for the guy to get a very basic gun and uh so guns are just in general much more accessible here oh yeah 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 um (laughs) yeah um but anyways uh it's it's yeah it's a lot of fun what do you think of the reporter character
1: Uh, I I feel like it was probably one of the more uneven characters. Um, Because at some moment, you know, like she was really great. And in other moments, she was really irritating. I mean, I feel like she she was there uh, to to be the comedic relief, in a way. Yeah. Uh, And whenever that was what was happening, it was not funny. (laughs) And it was the least enjoyable part in those moments. Yeah. But uh, in the moments where she's actually being clever, she's actually doing things and all that stuff. That's that's when you're like, oh, okay, I like her. So yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of that's definitely by design too. I mean, it kind of has that very broad uh, Hong Kong humor, which is oftentimes not that funny. Uh, so uh, I think you and I have gotten at least a little bit used to it. At least, I yeah. mean, for me at least, for me at least, it's something that I often will just sort of shrug off and it doesn't necessarily rub me the wrong way in the films but you are right it's like as far as being the comedic relief it's like i I don't think i laughed out loud all that much at the things that were intended to be funny for her
1: yeah i mean i you know there's just there's just so many other things that one would laugh out loud that uh you know her, her, her scenes her moments uh like and perhaps this is you know uh going back to uh Temple of Doom perhaps uh, she was also sort of too too inspired by uh the 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 main uh, female protagonist in in that movie and she was just god awful just truly god awful it's like one of the reasons why that movie's hated is because her character is mm. just super irritated uh, irritating and i think uh perhaps that part of that inspiration uh fell into her character too uh, because and that's what i'm saying she felt felt really uneven because in some moments it's like very empowered and very like just an interesting character and fun character and then other moments it's just like i don't know it's like he's just loud and annoying
0: yeah uh so that of course is maggie chung who became very famous over uh, a bunch of other films. Uh, Definitely not her finest role uh, by any means, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, She's not just 100% bad in this film. I think the actress herself is is pretty good, but it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, We even get a scene where she does get possessed for about a minute or two. Mm What did you think of that scene? It's
1: a good scene, good scene. I mean, very predictable, super predictable, but uh, uh, just good scene. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah. It's one of many things. I mean, the fact that there's a demonic possession, but it's not probably not even in our top uh, 12 things to mention in this film. Uh, <laughs> it so, says a lot about the amount of things being uh, done in this movie. Well, yeah.
1: Also, I mean, so, you know, I, I'm repeating myself here. The things that I loved, loved, I did like about this movie were all the things that surprised me, which are plenty. Uh, her becoming, being possessed was not one of those, and that's because it back back to uh, you know Indiana Jones Temple of Doom. Uh, Indiana Jones in that movie gets possessed by the bad guy. Oh, and,
0: okay. You know, see, I yeah, it's like I clearly have no memory of this film because yeah, yeah, I didn't even. Know no, that. that's so, fine. Uh, yeah.
1: And and it's like a very kind of similar thing where it's just like uh, the bat, the bad magic guy like does something off screen and then the next time you see him, you know, he's the bad guy and has to be woken up. And, yeah,
0: yeah, you know. yeah, and I like how she like kicks the main guy, and he just goes immediately flying super far. I mean, even that—that
1: that was so, a fun part yeah. about it. About it is that she has super yeah. strength. Again, yeah. th- 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 that's a little element where it's like, all right, at least she has super strength, and that that part is enjoyable.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, how do you find the uh, pacing of this film? One thing I like about it is it's a short film; it's only 83 minutes, but somehow it has all of this different stuff going on. It doesn't stop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, what pace? It just goes and goes and goes.
1: Yeah, I think it's great. I, I it's, it's a short watch, which is, something's good.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like this would be a very fun film to watch with like a midnight audience or something like that. Mm-hmm. That'd be really into it, uh, and just be. Uh, I feel like it'd be a real crowd pleaser. I mean, yeah,
1: you could you could do a double feature with this on. Uh, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of other ridiculous Hong Kong films. You uh, could pick a lot. Yeah, well, I was thinking. I mean, the, the most ridiculous outside of this one, the most other ridiculous uh, Hong Kong film I, I, I can remember watching is uh, Ricky O, oh, or no, Ricky.
0: Oh, yeah, Ricky O. Oh. Funny you mentioned that. Did I watch that with you? No, no, no.
1: We watched it, I think, completely separately.
0: Okay. Uh, well, it's interesting you should mention that because Na- Lamb Kai directed that film, too. And he is—he only directed, t- like, 12 films, so it's funny you re- would mention that one. Uh, uh, and uh, that is probably the film he is most well-known for, actually.
1: Mm. I, I, I consider this one uh, better than Ricky o, But Ricky o is more uh, epic.
0: Yes. I mean, Ricky o is... It's based off of a manga, and it shows, uh, just a lot of stuff that's going on. And I, the impression that I've been given is that it's pretty faithful to the original Japanese manga. Uh, so it, it has a lot of those kind of like very cartoonish traits to it, mm-hmm. uh, which aren't necessarily totally my thing. So I do definitely prefer The Seventh Curse over Rikyo, but uh, yeah, I mean, that film has a lot of uh, face explosions and uh, crazy stuff going on, especially with the body and Rikyo's punches. <laughs>
1: yeah i mean i i just always think of how he he was able to fix his arm he's the tendons in his arm by just tying them
0: yeah <laughs> i mean there's a guy that tries to strangle him with his intestines too in there yeah like stabs himself and there's just like so many different absurd stuff going on uh in that film so yeah uh,
1: i i think a double feature of that and that in know like midnight, midnight screen, screening screening uh, with like beer or you know some drinks, uh, definitely would uh,
0: just get the the tear co- the house down.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Well, uh, do you have some other scene highlights? I got. We kind of went over the flashback with the demon child and the skeleton and the professor with the maggots, the Buddhist statue. Uh, we, I guess we didn't totally get into the finale. Um, there's also some like the the just more general action scenes? Any any of those you want to get into?
1: Well, I mean, uh, you know, when talking about the finale, I, I do find it pretty funny. I mean, beyond this, the fight between the demon child and uh, the xenomorph, which which is enjoyable uh, and silly. It, I, I do enjoy how uh, they, they crank like they just ramped up the silliness of it by uh, then, you know, having uh, the cousin show up with a fucking bazooka and just yeah. uh out, out, of, out of sort of nowhere <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i like how he is like in the village fighting all these people in his like dress suit and then and then all of a sudden he shows up last to the fight with the big bad xenomorph the old ancestor and his suit is still pristine oh it's yeah. still like super clean and stuff like that he just shows up with his bazooka It's like, all right, time to take care of business. And he still Uh,
1: has, like, his his pipe.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's Wisely, who is the other uh, kind of main character in, like, the series of Uh, stories that Ni Kuang wrote Um, so another main character it's too bad they didn't make sequels to that and that's played by um, wisely is played by Chow Yun-Fat who became internationally famous famous for a lot of the John Woo films of course and then I mean later on uh, Crouching Tiger yeah he he Uh, actually
1: was probably the only one uh, the only one I recognized from other movies
0: yeah I mean he looks uh, he kind of has that very familiar look so he's I think if you looked at this film, you would think the stars would be him and Maggie Chung, uh, just because those are the biggest names rather than uh, Chin Ho. But he's really just in it for 10 or 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, shows up at the end to save the day with the giant rocket launcher. I mean, everyone basically takes their uh, shot at the xenomorph thing before they uh, just give in and, and bazooka it. Uh, so that, that, that's kind of fun for me, at least. Uh, I mean, it's kind of stupid, uh, but it's stupid in a way that's very consistent uh, in this film. Mm-hmm
1: oh yeah the other i guess the other scene we we should probably talk about is the uh all the booby traps especially in the jungle
0: oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i like the one where they uh they bring uh, this film just has all kinds of extras where you're just like that guy's gonna die. That guy's gonna die. That guy's gonna die, and that guy's gonna die. Because it's like everyone that doesn't have a name is basically gonna get their shit ruined in this film. Mm-hmm. I like the one where the guy just gets like yanked straight up into the jungle and then just lets get torn apart like that, <laughs> no. like nothing, <laughs> like 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 a machete thing. Yeah, uh,
1: the human body in this in this film is is very fragile.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So definitely it's one of those uh one of those scenes where it's almost hard to describe like you, you haven't seen it right like <laughs> Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's a bit like a Vietnam movie except totally silly.
1: Well, I mean to the point that they reference right like uh the 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 reporter <laughs> That's is, true. the reporter's like yeah. oh when I was in America I I had to study all the uh different traps that uh, the Viet Cong used. And you're like what the what the hell? <laughs>
0: <laughs> i i wonder what american colleges are like in the 1980s i mean this is kind of like peak vietnam war film uh movie it's like post-apocalypse now i think platoon came out this year which won the best oscar so right
1: uh, so. uh yeah no for sure i mean uh this is also post uh what's it called uh, deer hunter on uh, full metal jacket as well yes
0: yep uh full metal jacket i think may have been after this oh okay uh, yeah, but yeah, I mean, a lot of Vietnam films had already come out, so it was kind of like peak of the uh, of that era of filmmaking. Uh, how about the uh, villain? How do you like the villain played by Elvis Sui? Uh, silly, definitely. Just,
1: I mean, one hundred percent a caricature. Uh, you know, uh, th- this is one of those uh, movies where if you're trying to find a deep meaning of things, you won't uh is just what? This is the bad guy. Uh and he's the bad guy from the from the second you see see him, you're like, "Okay, this is the bad guy." And uh that's pretty much it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he definitely ramps it up as far as like the giggling and and like uh I don't know. Yeah. He 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 hams it up basically. Yeah. Uh which is I guess what this role would basically call for. Okay, well, I think uh that is most everything that I have on my list. So if you have anything else, uh, now is the time.
1: No, I I, well, I guess the only thing I, I thought was kind of interesting is um, uh, I, I I mean I guess I need to watch more uh, Hong Kong films and Chinese films. Uh, I think this is the second movie where uh, most of the the events happen in a foreign country uh, that is not you know Hong Kong. Uh, and I thought that was kind of, I it's it's culturally speaking, I I, I, I do like seeing how you know the Cantonese uh, folks would see um, un, more underdeveloped places.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, it's not always the most flattering. Uh, the, you could see this film as also part of an unofficial series uh, that I've seen some people call "Don't Go to Thailand." Oh. Um, or don't go to Southeast Asia, where be- basically people go to Thailand and basically get like witchcraft and curses and stuff like that. Yeah, There's, like a film called Witch from Nepal. Um, so it was very trendy for I don't know six or seven years uh, in there, and this is kind of right in the middle of it.
1: Yeah, I, I, it felt like it. I mean, and you know, my, my understanding of uh, different a- Asian groups and countries is that uh, they tend to be uh, not discriminatory but yeah discriminatory they tend to be pretty racist among each other <laughs> and you could tell that this is like okay yeah you're you're classic uh oh i'm i'm in the third world country uh yeah. I, i'm in uh, I'm, I'm in the brown i'm i'm in the browner country country of uh my region
0: i mean it's definitely true i mean there's definitely like a era uh of that i mean not to mention that there's at one point where they're like Black Dragon and uh, Dr. Yuen are trying to decide who to save. They're like, should we save the 100 children or should we save uh, the Maggie Chung reporter character? They're like, let's save Maggie Chung. Yeah. And then and meanwhile, they just see like all these kids that are just like, ah, ah, and they get tossed into the, the meat truck. You actually see it too. <laughs> I know. You're like, oh, they're just getting tossed down there into like a lower pit or something. But nope, they're like going straight into the grinder. I mean, it's – it's uh. It's it's pretty hilarious it's, uh, at least for me and my messed up sense of humor I do find it pretty funny but <laughs> yeah I know it, it is uh, and, and it's hilarious because black
1: dragon is what it's like actually you know a member of the tribe where the children are from so you would think that he would at least like all right uh, you know the, the Cantonese guy yeah I you know he's not gonna do anything but you would assume that you know the 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 Thai tribesman would actually try <laughs> like try to help no. Like he cares more about a reporter that he just met. Yeah, Uh,
0: and then like immediately after he's, they're like Black Dragon, you are a good friend. Yeah, and so do like their buddy, their predator shake. I mean it's 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 bad but it's good.
1: Yeah, I know out of nowhere. Yeah, I I I almost want to see more uh, Hong Kong films, uh, again set in other in, in develop in in other underdeveloped countries uh not even underdeveloped i mean like thailand i don't know how developed it is in comparison to hong kong back then but hong kong actually yeah. back then was a colony of england so
0: yeah uh, i mean there are, it's also worth noting they're going to northern thailand which is uh, definitely fairly different from the people place people are more familiar with like bangkok in right. the south where are more of the beaches so this is this is getting very close to china and uh like it's inland and very jungly and very rural uh, so, yeah that makes sense um,
1: i i just was remembering um ebola syndrome oh god and, yeah and like you know uh and i was just like huh cuz it's it's always interesting to you know we we always, we always think of uh, like how racist uh, we are or like by we i mean western countries when they're making uh, films uh, set in other less developed nations uh and it's always interesting to see how racist
0: yeah, their yeah, countries are. I mean, I think it manifests itself in ways that people, you know, it it makes sense, but it's not a way that people are intuitively going to think about it too. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, and you're totally not wrong. I, I I wasn't sure how to bring up that point of conversation, but the thought had definitely crossed my mind uh, several times uh, while watching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. Anything else from you, Inyaki? No. No. I think uh,
1: I think that's uh, everything from me
0: okay uh, all right so souvenir what are you taking probably one of those eyes oh good good pick good pick yeah. um, I'll take the demon child <laughs> you know just out of my uh, winter coat you know weather getting a little bit colder take it out got an enemy
1: <laughs> yeah when when you're going uh, through the uh, more dangerous uh, streets of Seattle just be like yeah, you, you know someone just trying to mug you just let it out
0: <laughs> yeah yeah uh, I like how uh, after they somehow trapped it it's just totally on their side too um, yeah the demon child for me is like the thing that immediate when it appears I'm just like fuck yeah this is the movie for me uh, so yeah um, uh, yeah favorite curse do you have a favorite curse that we have here
1: I mean, okay, so which are the curses we have? We have the, the seven curses, the seven curse yeah, curse. The,
0: the possession on Maggie Chung. Uh, we have the demon child curse. Is that um, a curse?
1: <laughs> or is it just more of a monster that, you know, you, you create by killing 100
0: hundred kids? Um, Let's call it a curse. I mean, I don't know. They they were calling it a curse in, in the film, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, was there anything else?
1: Well, I mean, I'm not sure. the 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 potty that turns you into like worms, that's. Oh yeah, yeah, that
0: that thing, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty messed up. Um, Which, by the way, is definitely worse than the seventh curse. Uh, yeah. I, so. Yeah, it is.
1: One hundred percent is.
0: It's like objectively, it's much worse. I mean, I know that the villain like cackled to himself and was like, "I'm gonna give you something much worse." But no, uh, I'm pretty sure uh, getting goop spilled on you and like having maggots explode inside of you is worse.
1: Yeah. By the way, that scene, that scene alone, could give you nightmares, and that scene alone could ma- makes it into a horror. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. I. I mean, I think the maggots is the probably the the, the curse that, just, like, definitely thought I thought was most most striking
0: yeah yeah okay fair enough yeah I'll, I'll go with that too um okay and uh who won in rating oof
1: this is a difficult one i mean i i think uh probably the director in this one
0: yeah i i think i gotta agree too it's hard to distribute um like the special effects whoever was in charge of that but i have a feeling the director had a big part in that because that's kind of what his background was so lamb guy kai uh good job by you mm-hmm. yeah um and rating seven and a half okay uh yeah for me i almost want to say eight and a half but really it's an eight in terms of like quality is this a great film no but is it one of the most fun films that you'll probably see in a long time for me definitely yes
1: yeah. yeah no for sure um yeah he <laughs> doesn't hurt that uh I watched it like a week after watching uh, the Army of Darkness, so you know uh,
0: oh, okay. I, I already have my
1: silliness uh, in me.
0: Yeah, your your silly horror films. Um, yeah, I mean for me it's just fun. I mean it just shows kind of the range of horror, and it's it's my ideal way of uh, kind of a good time. I mean this film was released very close to when I was born too, same month and same year. So uh, uh, probably one of my uh, favorite films that's out in my birth year. So nice. I mean, All right. Well, that wraps up the Film to Film podcast for this week. Uh, Thank you, Inyaki, for watching this film. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, You can send emails to us at zafilmtofilm at gmail.com as well as tweet to us at zafilmtofilm. We will see you all next time. See you next time. Ciao. Ciao. Ciao.